welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. All right, guys, today we have the momentous opportunity to welcome someone back uh, to the Shark Bite family. Uh, Brad Johnson, he was a member here for a long time, way back in our like normal CrossFit days. Um, and then a coach for a couple of years and then took a little break to pursue some really cool career goals that we're going to dive into. And finally, he's back. Yes. So Brad, yes. thank you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for joining me on the Shark Bite Show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's thanks, good to be back. Thanks for coming back in general. Yeah. It's <laughs> really happy. You know? yeah. um, so how does it feel to, to be back in the gym again? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's been short, you know, I've only been back for maybe say like a week now. Yeah, week, um, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been great just to see everybody again. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a lot of faces that I missed, um, people that I haven't seen through the pandemic or just not being in the gym. Um, so reconnecting with people and, and feeling like I have that routine of coming back to the gym and a little sense of normalcy again mm -hmm. is, is awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I know how, how important that was for me back in, I mean, even like May or, you know, after I got COVID back in June, when I'd take another month off, yeah. um, that sense of normalcy was nice. I can't imagine for as long as it's been for you, you know? Yeah. It feels, feels like forever. Um, but it, interestingly, even though it's been a long time, like just with the relationships that I had here at the gym and it almost feels like, you know, you didn't miss a day. You yeah. come back in and you see the, the people that you used to see and that, that you know, family environment. And it's like you pick right back up where you left off. And it's, it's really cool to experience that. Yeah, I think I was I had a reminder set to send you like monthly text saying, hey, man. Yeah. Just, you know, we, we still yeah. want you. Yeah, we still, yeah that, that was tough. Um, it was, it, you know, I always felt bad saying like, hey, not quite yet. I'm not, I'm not ready yet. But um, the day is here, though. Yeah. We're here now. Yeah, that's good. It makes me happy. So, all right, let's back up a little bit. Um, who are you? Uh, how uh, how did you get involved in like health and fitness? What's your history in, in like working out or being healthy or sports or whatever? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So, um Played sports growing up. I played baseball all my mm -hmm. life. Um, started in t-ball and, and played all the way through high school. So I was always a really active kid, um, just either through playing playing sports or like playing outside with my brother. Just you know anything that was like active had me outside moving. I was always really into. Um, after high school though, when I graduated and went to college, that pretty much stopped like a hundred percent. I didn't yeah. do any anything active. I wasn't exercising. Wasn't playing sports anymore. Um, I always kind of just ate whatever I wanted growing up and that, and that kept going. So I kept that <laughs> habit to, to continue into college, um, but stopped all physical activity and I had gained probably about 40 to 50 pounds, um, through just graduating high school and then getting through my bachelor's degree in college through that whole time. Well, anyone who can't see Brad, he's super skinny. So that's, that <laughs> yeah. would be a big change. Yeah. I was yeah. probably about like 225 when, oh, wow. I, when I got out of college. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was, that was a I felt terrible. You know, I, I noticed a huge, huge change um, from being really active to doing nothing and then gaining a lot of weight. Felt really unhealthy. And so I knew I needed to make a change. And after I graduated college, I came back home. I started just doing running in the neighborhood and like push ups every now and then. Uh, and actually lost a lot of weight doing that. Awesome. But still, still felt incomplete in, in my fitness journey. And that's how I came to CrossFit. I guess. And you, you came to us in, was it was the second building, right? Yep. The yeah, one, it was the, the second one by location. Kia, the big orange building? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's when I came to you guys. And I had actually tried CrossFit once before. Um, my wife and I, it was, it was very short-lived. It was like a Groupon we found. Mm -hmm. um, I had always been interested in CrossFit. So we went. It was 
I think the place was called Saltwater CrossFit in Fort Myers. Yep. I don't, I don't They're not think it still exists. Now, yeah. um, it, it was really, it was really, I guess not very well guided. Like you just kind of got the group on, you came in, you just joined in a class. There wasn't really any guidance or introduction to like what CrossFit is or what mm -hmm. it should be. Mm -hmm. um, you just kind of fell in. I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing CrossFit now. Um, I still enjoyed it, but I, I felt no real direction or connection to the gym. So after like the month group on ended it. Yeah, you're out of that, it. That was it. And um, it's, it's funny to say, right? That was like how all gyms were, all CrossFit style gyms for many, many years. That's exactly how it was. Yeah. Like you that. walked in, you're like, hey, what's up? Let's snatch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do this really complex thing yeah. for yourself. Let's go do it. Yeah. Um, which is cool, which I'm sure works out maybe for, for some people. But, it, you know, obviously there's a lot of problems with mm -hmm. that um, where, where you don't really learn what CrossFit should be and how, how you need to move and, and what it's all about. Um, so, so that fell off. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but I was still interested in CrossFit. You know, I was a fan of the CrossFit Games, fan of the sport. Um, you know, I had known people who had done CrossFit and who had a lot of positive health experiences. So it was something that was still in the back of my mind. And I think it was January of 2015 when I joined up with what was CrossFit Cape Coral then yeah. in, that, in that second location. And you actually did my beginner's course then. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so wild to think, right? Like I, I know that I have a hard time sometimes remembering because we were lucky enough to have so many members who were here with us at that building, like when you joined or even the building before that. Um, shout out Joe Frank for yeah. hooking us up <laughs> with that first place. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard for me to remember like that some people uh, weren't at that first building because it feels like you guys have been here for so long, you know? Yeah, yeah. It feels like we were almost always here. Yeah, in right? a way. it's yeah. just like hard to remember the beginning of that. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about the beginner's course later, actually. So I don't yep. want to dive in too much like that. But what was it like uh, joining the gym, finding, you know, like a whole group of new people you didn't really know, uh, having to having to learn how to do something difficult like that with people around you? Yeah, that that's um, it was really intimidating at first. Yeah. Um, I think I I built it up in my mind that it was going to be way worse than it was. Um, you know, it was really nerve wracking. You, you're like, man, I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. I'm not going to mm -hmm. know what I'm doing. I'm going to look like an idiot or something like that. Um, it, it, all those thoughts were coming to me. But once I got there and got through the first couple of workouts and realized how welcoming everyone was, how, you know, everyone was on different stages of their fitness journey. Um, and, and, you know, everyone was on different levels, but everyone kind of respected where, where they were at. And we we're all just part of a team trying mm -hmm. to get everyone healthier and fitter together. All those those anxieties quickly faded away and it kind of felt like felt like home felt like somewhere where you wanted to be yeah that's cool that makes that makes you feel good to hear because i like i get it that's it's scary to start new stuff like that yeah it's it's really intimidating and you think like i didn't know much about crossfit at the time i mean i knew most of what i knew was was the crossfit games and i think a lot of people have that same thing so you see these guys and in these men and women who are like at the tip of the spear you know they're so fit and doing these crazy insane things and you think like oh man mm -hmm. i'm gonna go do that like it's kind of scary and you're like, man, I'm going to hurt myself or this isn't going to work out well. But you realize it's not what like CrossFit or what functional fitness is or yeah. what, what goes on in the gym every day. So once you once you realize that and realize how welcoming everyone is, it, you know, it, it all fades away. Well, I mean, you were one of the people I talked to about this when we were going through the the, the change and the, the pre-change. But I mean, that's a big part of why we moved away from the CrossFit name was exactly that. You, you see or hear CrossFit and you think of like scary shit. Yeah. Know? And like, that's not what we're doing here on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not the goal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Right, right, um, right, right. You like know. If that's what you want to do, that's cool. Yeah, but that's, that's the sport and that's right. not what happens in our, in our gyms day in and day out. We're just people trying to live, live a healthier, better mm -hmm. life and, and make positive, you know, habits and changes in our life. And so, 
it's a totally different different standpoint where we're coming from here in the gym. Yeah, it, it's we man, we could talk about that one way too much. Yeah. I'll, I'll be off that. <laughs> um, all right, so you had a really interesting way of becoming coach, right? So I remember this. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, you've been a member for a really long time. Yep. Uh, you fell off the map for a little bit. We kind of mm. disappeared for a little while. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of my hiatuses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is your long, oh, well, I guess this is your second longest one. Yeah. Um, then kind of out of nowhere, you texted me and asked if we could sit down and have a meeting. I remember we were in the back of the gym on the blue mat, mm. hanging out during, I think, a Friday open gym. And uh, you just said like, hey, I, I would really like to coach. And I, I it was interesting because it was, at a time when we were going through some pretty structural changes here in the gym. Um, and I'd never had anyone up to that point be like, hey, I really want to help coach other people, right? There'd been a lot of people who wanted a free membership, you know, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or a key to the gym mm-hmm. or access after hours, right? But I, you were the first person up to that point who'd come up to me and been like, hey, what I want to do is help other people through coaching. Yeah. Like help me do that, right? Mm-hmm. And I, that blew me away because I was like, "Oh my!" Like talk about timing, talk about values and vision alignment. Like it was, <laughs> it was perfect, right? So talking about that, how did how did that thought process go in your head? What was going on behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah. I guess I couldn't have really planned that any better. Yeah, no, I had no right. idea. Yeah, you I had no idea. None of those things were going on with you. <laughs> so, so I did. I did leave the gym, like you said. It was, I had a hiatus, and it wasn't that I I didn't want to do CrossFit anymore, or I didn't like the gym anymore. I was just going through a lot of personal stuff in my life. I was going through a career change. I had actually worked for, for Apple for a long time and then had applied at a new company. Um, so my schedule, my whole life, everything was just shifting and I felt like I needed to, to take a step back and, and, and get things settled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's originally why I left the gym. And when I got into that new career, it was, you know, it was a Monday through Friday kind of cubicle office job. Um, I, I was not happy with it. It was not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, felt very unfulfilled and, and unhappy. And I was took time with that to reflect on the things that I enjoy in life and the things that make me happy. And one of those things was CrossFit. You know, mm-hmm. it, it had transformed me from a health and, and fitness standpoint and a self-confidence standpoint on a, on a huge level. And I really felt like this was a good opportunity to give back on that. Like I wanted to give that, what, what it gave to me, I wanted to give that back to the community. Um, and, and I felt very strongly about that. So I actually paid and, and went and got a level one mm-hmm. um, that, that summer in June. And and that only further ignited that fire. I, I loved the level one. I met a lot of great people. And it, and it really solidified that that I want to give back. You know, I want to give back what CrossFit gave to me to, to others. And, and the way to do that was through coaching. Right. And so after I got my level one, I wasn't sure what that would look like. Uh, you know, I didn't know if that meant, you know, do I need to open up a gym or do I need to find a place to coach? And I thought, well, why not start where I had, you know, I had done it, I had mm-hmm. done CrossFit and that's, and that's when I reached out to you and, and you were very receptive. And then we had, had that conversation in the gym and it felt like our viewpoints really aligned yeah. we were right on the same level. That, that, it was, um, it was obvious right away. Yeah. 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 And it, and it just, it was a natural, natural kind of transition, but that, that's really how that journey happened for me. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, the, the, like I remember in that moment being like, man, like if, 
if this guy's not bullshitting me, this is going to work out really well. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you're still very green and there was a lot of training to be done. Yeah. And, and you went through our internship after that. Yep. I think the yep. first, like the first phase of our internship, like the first, t- our first iteration of that, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's definitely gotten better. Sorry. Yeah. It's gotten no, much no. better since then. No, I, I still, I thought it was great at the time, yeah. but maybe I didn't know any difference. So who? <laughs> um, I mean, it got you ready to coach classes. It so, did. It really and, did. And, yeah. and personal training. So that was fantastic. Um, but it was great, right? Like the time you were here was awesome. And I think every time we talk to other coach or to other members, um, I bring your name up, I get nothing but smiles and like, when the hell is he coming back? You know, so yeah. that's, that's a, a mark of a good coach. Right. And while you were here, that was awesome. But you, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning and, and it got stronger as we, as you went to it, you kind of had a dream you wanted to chase, right? There was yes. something, there was something you were looking to try to pursue, right? Yes. Um, the thought process of that, right? I don't want to say, I'm not going to spoil it. He'll say it in a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thought process of kind of that, of, of taking that massive leap, of making such a lifestyle change. Talk to me about that. And then what was it? Yeah, yeah. So um, so the career and the, the dream I pursued was um, a law enforcement position with Florida Fish and Wildlife. Mm-hmm. So so essentially a game warden or, um, you know, a fish cop, I guess, as a lot of people <laughs> like to call it. <laughs> um, I like that so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I wanted to do. And I think when... When I mentioned earlier that I had transitioned to a career and it was that Monday through Friday job and I was really unhappy, I was doing a lot of that reflecting on what are the things in my life and either previous jobs or, or hobbies or things that I've done that that made me feel fulfilled, that I was passionate about, that I want to spend the rest of my life doing. And it was it was helping others. Um, I love the outdoors. You know, I grew up in Florida mm-hmm. hunting and fishing, and I, and I wanted to help be a part of protecting that for future generations to enjoy. And so not only coaching CrossFit would, would help with that, you know, helping others thing. But I felt like this, this career would do that as well. It ticked a lot of the boxes of the things that made me feel fulfilled and that mm-hmm. I was passionate about. And so I decided that I was going to go for it. You know, I was going to pursue that career, which as we've learned is, was a very lengthy process. <laughs> Holy <laughs> yeah, yeah. crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, <laughs> I don't think you can <laughs> understate that. Um, yeah, but it just felt like that, that career ticked everything that was interesting to me or that I was passionate about. So I, so I decided to go for it. That's cool. Let's talk about that process a little bit for, for what you can talk about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think I can be pretty open about it. I don't okay. think there's anything super secretive. So, um, the, the first part of it is just generally applying for the job, which even that alone is, is lengthy. The, the application windows on those stay open for about a year at a time. Um, so that, that alone is, feels like, you know, it's, it's forever just yeah. getting through the application yeah. process. I was so frustrated for you, not with you, yeah. for you. I was so frustrated for you during that process. Yeah. It'd be funny. Cause a lot of times you would ask me like, Hey, what's, you know, what's next? Or like, how's it going? Yeah. You know, what, what's the next step? And I'd be like, I don't know. We're still on step one. <laughs> um, so, so, so that was kind of funny to go through. But, um, so once you get through that, you have a physical assessment test, um, which I'm sure many, many law enforcement mm-hmm. careers have. Um, it involves like an obstacle course type test and a swimming test. Um, so you have to pass that, uh, assuming you pass that you go to interviews and we got, went through the whole interview process and a lengthy background check process. Mm-hmm. And then you spend about eight to nine months up at the Academy, which is, which takes place in Tallahassee. So you literally, for me, you know, I moved mm-hmm. all the way across the state, um, and, and lived up in Tallahassee to go through their, their police Academy there. And, and only during the wildest time that's ever happened in our lives. Yeah, 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 with a global pandemic going on <laughs> yeah. and, and all this craziness. So, and, and a lot of actually, you know, civil unrest too, which mm-hmm. which um, changed how a lot of people view law enforcement and felt like it needed reform. So I was kind of entering that career field at a time that was very uneasy. Or, yeah, or, I, oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that, right? You're, you're literally entering a, a field 
at the time that it's very possibly changing in ways like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was kind of crazy. You yeah. know, it left you know you're not really questioning. You know, is it the right step or is it still something you want to do? And also, like, what's it going to be like when you know you actually get out of the academy and start doing the job day in and day out? Well, so now that you've you've been doing it for a little bit, and we can talk about during the academy a little bit too. How you know you were very physically fit before you left mm -hmm. here. You were you were near the top of the leaderboard in every workout we did. Um, you probably one of the fitter cardio people I knew at the time. Yeah. Um, well, how did that benefit you? How did your training benefit you when you got say to the academy? Oh, it was huge. Yeah. Um, it, it was huge. I I would. I was one of the things that prepared me the most for it. And I think when I reflect back on it, it was actually something, I believe you said it to me through your military experience. You uh -huh. said your your physical fitness when you get there is going to be great because that's going to be just one thing that you never have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And no matter how hard the academy is and all this crazy stuff that you're trying to figure out and get through, um, just all the physical parts are just going to be something that you just don't have to stress about. And, and that really rang true through the workouts that we did, you know, we did a lot of CrossFit style workouts, um, PT, you know, every morning at 5 a.m., you know, the, the smoke sessions where they're yelling <laughs> at you and you're doing push-ups and, <laughs> and sit-ups and running up and down hills and all that stuff, you know, through the defensive ta tactics training where you're doing like a lot of fighting and jujitsu style stuff, whatever it was, I just, I always knew that I didn't have to worry about my physical ability mm -hmm. and whether I was going to be able to get through it. Like that was something that I knew I had. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have to stress. It was almost just an afterthought. And I could focus on, you know, learning the other things that I needed to learn. And I saw a lot of people who didn't have that struggled because that was maybe the biggest part of their day was, am I even going to be able to get through PT? Or, oh, yeah. my God, they're yelling at me and I can't even do a push-up. And, and like, they're spending so much time and energy stressing on that that they're not learning the other things they, they needed to learn or they're suffering on the other things that um, because they're just worried for the physical aspect of it. Mm. And I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, and that's that's a big stress reliever, right? I mean, we I know that we've had a ton of people who've come here as members and they've stated like during their no sweat intro, I, you know, I want to join the army or the navy. I want to join the police force. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be some other public, um, you know, enforcement officer in some way, or public safety officer, where there's going to be like a, a selection portion mm -hmm. or an academy portion. And without fail, everyone comes back and they're like, "That was the easiest part," you know. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I remember when I joined the army back in 2006. That was not me. I was in really <laughs> bad shape. I I joined the yeah. army during something called the surge where. Uh, you could have like a peg leg and no eyes and they would like find a way to get They're you They're like, in. great. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're our guy. Yeah, they, they, needed to, they needed yeah. to throw bodies at bullets to, you know, like yeah. over in Iraq and Afghanistan. So they were like, yeah, man, whatever you need, come on in. So I got to basic and I was not, I was a video game nerd. I was very overweight and I was not ready to do anything physically, let alone what they wanted us to do physically, you yeah. know? And I remember seeing the guys in, in my basic training who had like played football or had worked out beforehand. And I was like, man, their days were just so much easier than mine. You yeah. Know? Like they, they wake up and they'd be like, let's go work out. And I'd be like, I'd wake up and be like, I'm about to get kicked in the face. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's just how my day started from that point. Yeah, you, you barely survived the workout and then you feel like you can't even move, but yeah. you still have a whole day. Yeah, you got 12 more hours of training yeah, to do afterwards, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> I later later in, my, in my army career, I remember being like, that's not me anymore. Like, yeah. especially once I found CrossFit, I would then show up to the courses and be like, oh my God, this is so much nicer. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, um, you know, reflecting on it, how how much of a benefit it was. Mm -hmm. it, it almost feels like you had a cheat code or something because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you just, you know, it's not that you weren't pushing yourself during the PTs or anything like that because, of course, you know, I was and I wanted to still continue to get in a better shape while I was there. But um, it just was never something stressful I had to think about or worry about. Yeah, I just feel like knowing you got one box checked automatically. Yep. You're good. Yeah. Like, that's got to be a great feeling. 
Um, okay, now now being in the job, right? So you're on the field pretty much every day. Yep. Right? At least five days a week. Um, how has that been helpful to you now? Uh, similarly, it's it's still been a huge huge advantage and a huge benefit into my job. I mean, our the one thing that's different about you know fish and wildlife law enforcement or, or being a game warden as opposed to your traditional law enforcement is we work in some pretty remote you know pretty extreme areas sometimes mm-hmm. whether we're out on the boat offshore or deep in the woods and you don't necessarily always have backup close by. Uh, so one of the ways I look at my fitness differently now in, in how it's beneficial is I know that if something happens and you know I'm either chasing someone or maybe I'm having to fight with someone that I need to arrest. Um, you know, hopefully it never happens, but if it does, and I, I know my backup's not maybe a 30 minutes, an hour, an hour plus away, I know that physically I can hang in there, you know, mm. for, for that time frame. You told me that the other day when we were talking and I, that was like a glass shattering moment for me. I don't think I'd ever realized that, you know, um, you know, I, I had some not kind words to say about how long the process took for you, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. cause I was like, man, this is not fair. This dude has changed so much of his life to, to do this and it just won't ever end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then when you when you said that, I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense, right? Like you need to be trained in a very specific kind of way because so much of your job is done a solitary solitarily, is that a word? By yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and and if you need help, it might take an hour and a half to get there. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only yeah, the only backup might be another FWC officer because the local sheriff or police force doesn't have the equipment or the vehicle to get, say, deep in the woods to you, let alone the know-how, because it's not an area they they work in. Um, and there's so few of us spread spread throughout the state that it can really be a situation where you're you kind of have to rely on yourself and so physically I, I look at my fitness as like you know that that may be the thing that gets me to go home to my family at the end of the night mm-hmm. um so so it's something that i take a lot more seriously now yeah. than, may, than maybe i used to yeah and, and that's that's cool to think about it like that right because you can now you can other than it just being fun you can equate it to like a very important life goal yeah yeah yeah. Um, and, you know, it may not always be something where, you know, you're, you're fighting someone or it, it's for yourself, but also like if I have to try and get to someone to save them, you know, if someone's in the water because their boat sank or something like that and I can't, you know, jump in and maybe swim and take them, swim them back to a boat or swim them to shore if I need to because I'm not physically fit enough. You know, I would never be able to live with myself thinking like if I was only in better shape, I could have saved that person. Right. Um, and my, so it's, my first thought when you said that was going out into like mangroves or something. Like it's, yep. it's really hot here. Oh yeah. Anyone listening to this who doesn't live in Florida, it's like 90 degrees every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like in December, (laughs) 200% humidity, you know, like I, I think we see it whenever we go to like our outdoor competitions, you know, people that are not acclimated to the heat because you know, those even very fit people will work out in like air conditioned gyms and they're just not ready for the, the way that heat kicks your ass, you know? Um, so yeah, you can see why that fitness would be super important on in everything you do. Yeah. Yeah. You're out there, you know, you're wearing a, a bulletproof vest mm-hmm. you you know you have all this gear and extra weight around you um and you're out there in the florida heat so just just regular day-to-day duties even not something extreme um takes a big toll on you so so being physically prepared for it just allows you to perform at another level in your job side note i remember being from florida being in the army the just having been used to humid weather for years made such a big difference whenever we had to do like hot field training yeah. Yeah. Cause the people from like up North or from, from like the Northwest or cold areas, they fall out in the heat and all the Southern dudes would be like, I don't notice this. <laughs> yeah. They're having heat stroke and you're like, man, yeah. it's actually nice out today. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice cool day. Who turned on the AC? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, all right. So being in the job and, you know, realizing that your life has changed a little bit, um, you, you getting a little bit older, like how, mm-hmm. how has your fitness changed? How's your, how's your approach to fitness changed? 
Um, I think I touched on it a little bit before. You know, I definitely take it more seriously now because, mm-hmm. you know, I think potentially my my life and safety or someone else's life and safety could could depend on it, mm-hmm. you know, how, how physically capable I am. But also, you know, I don't recover quite as, as well as I used to. <laughs> Um, that is something so, I'm realizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a hard truth for me to realize, and one I've I've fought against, maybe maybe mentally more than I should. But but I know I have to be a lot smarter with how I approach workouts now. Um, you know, I have to I I can't skip warming up properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't s- skip recovery in cool down times or listening to my body when I need a day off. When I when I first got to CrossFit and I was younger, you know, I could just show up at the gym and. You know, my first rep was the 155 clean I was going to do in the workout. And yeah. that was it. You know, yeah, I just yeah. went. That was my warm up. Or like I did an air squat and was like, all right, start the clock. Let's, <laughs> Let's go. <do> it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that would be fine. Um, but but now I have to be a lot more, you know, more smart about it. Mm. And I guess a lot smarter about it. <laughs> say, say the right way. Dude, um, Shannon and I joke about that all the time. You know, but especially back in the old gym. Yeah. We would literally show up for like the 930 class at 929 and a half. And be like, all right, let's do it. Time to snatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. Like, everything in me would fall apart if I did that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would, it would not work. You'd be out for a week. <laughs> um, okay. So you, um, for for a couple different reasons, had to spend quite a bit more time at home during the pandemic, not being able to come back to the gym yet, yeah. both because of, of your work and your personal life. Um, what was it like having to work out on your own at home versus being in the gym? And how did you, how did you kind of deal with that? Because I expected yeah. you to be in way worse shape than you are now. I won't lie. Yeah, I think when I'm during my one of my first workouts, you said, "I think you lied to me about how much yeah. you've been working." Yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That was that was tough. I think it, it's a weird transition to make because just getting to the gym and being around other people who are motivated, who are working out, and being around your friends, you know, that just helps you hit your workouts at another level. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost like you don't. You don't need a lot of self-motivation because the motivation, the environment that you're in is around you mm-hmm. through, your, through your coaches and through the other members. So when you're stuck at home and you don't have any of that, it's it's a big shift. Um, you know, it, it's really easy to let just distractions or things come up um, and, and either not work out at all or shortchange your workouts. I know at first I was skipping warmups or mm-hmm. I would work out. And since I was at home, I'm like, oh, let me just put everything away and I don't need to stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I felt... I felt a big difference in, in how I was able to perform and, and, you know, not, not warming up properly, not stretching, you know, things were a lot tighter, a lot less flexible than I used to be. I that's wild. Cause you're yeah, pretty flexible. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe some of that has to do with age too. Um, so, so there definitely was a big difference. And I think one of the things that helped was still following like our gym's programming, mm-hmm. um, in, in following, I guess the, the leaderboard, quote unquote, or what we where everyone posts in our app, um, that was a big like motivating factor because I would see where other people were at and that would help me push myself to know, okay, I should be able to do, you know, as many rounds as mm-hmm. that person or I should be able to do as much weight as this person. And so that helped me keep a little bit of that motivation, even though I wasn't physically there with someone, um, to still push myself to go further than I would if I was just totally on my own. So even though I was at home, I still had some connection to the gym. Yeah. Um, I think that's super smart, right? Yeah. That, that, like, you use the leaderboard as a tool rather than as like a burden. Yeah. You know, cause we, you could very easily look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not as good as I used to be, or I'm not as good as this person. Right. But instead you said, okay, I, I know, I know my general level of fitness. I know this person's general level of fitness. I have a good frame of reference for how I maybe should perform. 
Yeah. You know, I think that's really smart. Yeah, it, it helps you set a goal for how, how you're going to attack or approach a workout. Um, and then, you know, sometimes maybe you do better. Sometimes mm -hmm. you do worse and mm -hmm. you don't hit it. Uh, but you at least have something that you're shooting for and that and that helps motivate you. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, it helps me too. Like, you know, back in the day when you were here regularly, you were one of the people I'd look at and be like, okay, yeah. I know Brad is far faster than me at running and he's a whole lot more flexible than me in squats. <laughs> it's a safe bet that he's going to beat me on this workout, but I can probably stay within, you know, a round of him or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or finish within a minute or whatever. Yeah. And then if I don't, okay, now what have I learned from this, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know how to approach the workout next time yeah. or what, what gaps you need to work on. And I think if, I don't know, if you don't, if you don't have that, if you don't have like a gym or something or a leaderboard to go back to, you know, if you're just totally on your own, there's still ways you can try and just keep track of your own performance and hold yourself accountable, you know, retrying workouts over time and knowing what your previous scores were and trying mm -hmm. to like re-meet those or, you know, exceed them. There's, there's ways you can do it on your own and still, still stay motivated if you don't have any connection to a gym. But for me, I still had at least some connection to the gym and that, and that helped. Yeah, I was, that was a big, that was a really important part for me when you were gone, was like, I got I got to make sure this dude remembers he is still part of this family, you know? Yeah, you were really good about that. And that, um, I kept, I think part of the time when I would keep reaching out to be like, are you sure, man? Like, yeah. I know I still have our programming and I'm still doing this. Like, are you sure you're okay with that? And you were like, dude, you're fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, cause we like, we know what it's like to be separated, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Shannon right now is, is off in training and mm. same thing with him. It's like, Hey man, did you do the workout? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause it, it's at least something that keeps you in the, in the circle of that feeling of community we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It helps you go out and attack a workout or, you know, just get there at all on a day so you don't feel like mm -hmm. you're tired and it'd be easy to say, oh, I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch a movie instead. Well, and we were talking about the other day, it's, it's also a lot harder to reach like intensity on your own, right? Cause yes, I know. So during the first quarantine and then, then when I COVID, it was about two months basically that I wasn't, I couldn't be around anybody. Um, I, Steph and I were working out together in the garage, right? And man, my workouts would turn into two and a half hours. Yeah. Because I'd just be kind of farting around. Like I wasn't, I was not working out for two and a half hours. It was yeah. Just, yeah. It was a lot of, a lot, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of me time. getting distracted, yep. hopping on Slack to answer questions that I could have totally waited 12 minutes to get to. Yep, and I didn't, exactly. you know, Oh, let me run inside real quick yeah, for a little yeah. bit. And, Unless I'm barking. I had to go check on yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I, we don't have any kids, but if we had them, I imagine they'd be like, what are you doing? And you find a way to kind of get distracted by yeah. that. So I was very happy when I was able to get back in the gym and be like, I, the discipline is not needed anymore. I can just show up and have someone tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah, that, that helps a lot. Just having a, a class and a coach, you know, even as a coach myself, mm -hmm. someone that just guides you through and doesn't let you get sidetracked and be like, oh, squirrel, I'm going to go over here. Like, Because well, that's totally true. Like, as coaches, like, I don't want to come in here and make everything up myself every day either. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to walk in and have you tell me what to do. Like, yeah, yeah, that's one of the benefits of, yeah. Yeah, of coming to a gym. Um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of a good point. And But I think if you don't, you know, if you don't have that, there's ways you can, if you are someone who maybe you can only work out at home mm -hmm. uh, and you don't have a connection to a gym, there's ways you can approach it to still try and make sure you're making the best use of your time. You know, you can set, set clocks for your warm ups and, you know, set clocks for your cool down and things like that. So you're like, okay, I know I'm going to take three minutes to do my warm up. So if you start farting around, you can see the clock ticking down and you're mm -hmm. like, well, I better start doing this because I'm about to run out of time. Um, but it's not the same as, as having a gym. Yeah, but these are tactics from someone yeah. who was good at it versus someone who was not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm good at it. <laughs> if I had been out of the gym for nine months, I would not be able to do muscle-ups yeah. anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you you were part of two really, um, like for us, man, like groundbreaking things, right? So at Sharkbite, everybody, 
at our gym who joins our gym does one-on-one training to start, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, other gyms may not choose to do that, but that's okay. Like, they're, they're welcome to do whatever they want. Yeah. We, we feel that the best way to get someone to their fitness goals is to work one-on-one, right? Yep. And that one-on-one could be, like, traditional personal training. It could be nutrition coaching. It could be our beginner's course, right, that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you were really important in two different ways there. So... First, uh, I did the majority of our beginners courses for years, right? Years and years. We had other other coaches that would help out, but I would probably have 70 or 80% of them, right? Um, and then you and Crystal were basically the first people I trusted to, <laughs> to kind of take that off my plate, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was really important, man, because one, it freed me up to do other things, right? And I, yeah. like, our gym, I'm saying it right now, without you and Crystal doing those, our gym is not where it is now. I should say our gyms are not where they are yeah, now. Yeah, gyms you know? now, right? Yeah, that's um, nice. A little flex there, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, I'm being totally yeah, honest, man. Yeah, like, yeah. it's hard, it's, re- sometimes it's, re- sometimes, most of the time it's really hard to be like, somebody else can handle this, you know? Yeah. Um, and I trusted you guys to do that. You guys ran our beginner's course. And you especially also kind of started our, our personal training process, right? Our mm-hmm. one-on-one training process, right? Um, so when we first talked, you wanted to be a coach, right? Yep. And one of the reasons that our visions and values aligned so well was you weren't like, I want to coach group CrossFit classes. I only want to teach people power cleans and muscle ups, right? You were like, I want to help people through coaching. Yeah. And I think, I don't think I'm being disingenuous by saying this. You helped me shape a lot of, of how we did our one-on-one stuff. You know, it was like, what do these people want? What do they need? How can we best get it to them? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. how can we best help them get what they want? And it's like, for a lot of people, that is a group of, you know, 10 or 15 other people in a class and doing a workout together. For a lot of people, that's not what it is, you know? Definitely. What yeah. were, without saying too many specifics, what were some <laughs> of the things we learned, like, as we were creating our personal training program? Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, you know, I think, well, number one, just just seeing the benefits of, of the one-on-one training and knowing how many people would have just gotten say lost in a class and mm-hmm. probably would have tapered off and, and started coming or stopped coming rather um, after a while um, and just, just gotten lost in the fray. I think seeing the difference of some of those people as you've worked with them one-on-one and they've progressed so much so much more quickly and they stuck with it for such a longer period of time and you can picture similar people who just got stuck in that group class mm-hmm. and kind of faded off and got, got lost in the fray. And that helped because you could like think back over the years and kind of think of those people, right? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. We, I, we, I can see some in my head right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You kind of know those people and you feel like, man, as a gym, we almost, we almost failed them in a way because mm-hmm. they got, they got lost in the fray and totally in, in that group class and that wasn't the right fit for them. So seeing that difference right away, that was a big learning experience. And that was maybe more just solidifying that we were going down the right path. Right. Uh, and I think also just, seeing that with personal training, we could help such a larger variety of people, um, you know, from whatever needs people who have serious health or medical or mobility issues, Mm -hmm. but can still benefit from, you know, some type of physical training that we can offer them. Um, and seeing how we can customize the personal training programs in different ways to work with those types of people and still reach their fitness goals. That was really cool. And I think we learned a lot there. And also things like different time frames. I know we played around with like our personal trainings, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, um, different times of the week to work with people's schedules. So it was it was a really great process. And I think we learned a lot and just how we can better serve such a larger community of people yeah. through personal training. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, think, I feel like we learned a lot, right? Like you said, kind of deciding time frames, deciding the type of programming for them to use, mm-hmm. deciding how to help people reach those goals. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's really common for those of us who work out on a regular basis to assume you need to be working out six times a week. Right? Yeah. 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 
like because that's what works for maybe us, you or me yeah, yeah, right, yeah right right and that, that doesn't make us special or better it's just literally we've been training for you know half a decade or a decade at this point like our training age is different than somebody who is brand new to fitness and health mm-hmm. lifestyle right so like that was something we learned right we, we yeah. definitely brought people on for too much to start sometimes yeah not realizing that man maybe once or twice a week would have been fantastic for them yeah yeah mm-hmm. at, a, at, a, at a slower p- pace mm-hmm. and you know maybe a lesser intensity and, and a way to help them learn the movements and just even sometimes just being comfortable in the gym too mm-hmm. and, you know if you're someone who group classes is is really intimidating just the gym environment as well is really intimidating working one-on-one with a coach and like building a strong relationship and then slowly you start to get to know other people in the gym mm-hmm. and you feel comfortable being there and, and you know feel you feel you know you can be more vulnerable there maybe you don't stick with personals forever maybe you get into group classes but you needed that time period to just just get comfortable being in the gym and get comfortable with the movements and what CrossFit is. And then you were, you, you know, we could set you off for there and you were good to go. So it sounds like that a little bit about what you're talking about. is kind of like our beginners course, right? Yep. So I know hands down as a coach, my favorite and most fulfilling times were working with beginners. Oh yeah. Right. Being yeah. like doing the, our beginners course, which is, it was a course where you, when you sign up with us, you, you do a very specific set of things to get mm-hmm. you to a goal, right? Whether that's continued personal training or, group classes and shark fit or, you know, whatever else you want to be doing. Um, the beginner's course was the most rewarding thing for me, I think, because yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so cool helping somebody who was like scared of scared of it. Like and, yeah. and maybe some people want to say they're too cool to say they were scared, but like you definitely were, you know, yeah, yeah. I know I was when I started. Oh, I definitely was. I was yeah. like a 22 year old guy and I just come home from Iraq and I was still kind of scared of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's intimidating as hell. Um, well, how was, how was being a beginner's course coach for you? What did you learn from that working with newbies? Uh, I, th- I think you learn a lot as a coach, number mm-hmm. one, um, just how to, how to coach better, how to give cues better, because sometimes you get people, um, that you really have to get creative with the cues you give them or the mm-hmm. ways you're trying to approach them to teach movements. Um, and so it makes you better as a coach working with beginners. It definitely it, does. It yeah. forces you to think yeah. outside the box. Nothing makes you better than, than that, I think. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, so that, that accelerated my own development as a coach in a lot of ways, but it also, you, you build some really strong relationships with, with your members mm-hmm. and it's, it's rewarding to see them go through that journey of you had them in a beginner's course, you started them where they could only do this, say, or they can only squat, you know, they couldn't even squat the parallel. And next thing you know, six months later, you're seeing them run circles around other people in the gym mm-hmm. and, and just make huge life improvements. So it's a, it's a huge reward as a coach to see someone go through that, that transition and that development. Yeah. I think you're totally right about that. That was, that was something I would always can, like keep as like a mark of pride, you know, is like the people that I worked with the beginners, how long are they around? Yeah. How, how many positive life changes did they have? And I, I always kind of felt like I got to like have a little selfishly just have a little piece of that, you know? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. You feel like you contributed in some yeah. way, which is why I got into coaching in the first place. And and you build such a strong relationship with those people that those the the ones that you bring through the beginners course it's it's you have a bond that almost like they're your favorite people you see in the gym sometimes totally. because you've just seen them from the get go and and whether you realize like, it or not you're their favorite people right? yeah, like, yeah yeah they look at you and they're like that was my coach yeah exactly yeah. Um, so it's it's just it's a really rewarding experience yeah I and I what I like about it too is I think I'm sure this is true in all other types of fitness I don't know I'm sure it is though but especially in CrossFit coaching. Um, it is sometimes very easy to kind of hide as the coach when there's a big mm. group of people. Oh, absolutely. You know, you you have 20, 25 people. It's very easy to not actually coach, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're kind of just like directing traffic and starting a clock and saying like, let's go, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. It's easy to say like, okay, we'll get everyone through this warm up, and then we'll get them get to where the workout started, and then once they're in the workout, I'll just kind of make sure the music's blaring and mm-hmm. no one dies, and then yeah. now the workout's over and we can go. So <laughs> you you can, and you know, you can almost see like, say you're t- taking a class of twenty people and you're trying to teach, you know, run through the power clean. And you see someone in the back corner doing something weird and you're like, I have no idea how to even correct that. Yeah. You could almost ignore that in a group class and get away with it. Yeah. Um, and you'd be like, I'll just go over to Nick and say, hey, good clean, Nick. And then we'll move <laughs> yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah. Pretend like it never happened. <laughs> but but when you're one-on-one and you're teaching someone a power clean for the first time and they're doing something weird and you can't figure out how to give them the right cue to get through that, like you're one-on-one. Like you're not moving on until you get through that. Yeah. yeah I've always felt like there's no hiding there. You know? Yeah. It's like. I'm a coach and I have to coach you. Yeah, like they're looking at you like, yeah. all right, man, tell me what to do. And you're just like, uh. And it becomes, <laughs> it becomes very obvious if you don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you said, it's just that, uh. Well, that's like, that's one of the reasons why we cut down our class size, you know? Mm-hmm. was It's real hard, or sorry, real easy to hide when there's 30 people in front of you, right? A yeah. whole lot less when there's 12, you know? Oh, yeah. It becomes real obvious, like, okay, I, I can now dedicate time to that person. And a big part of that, dude, is is what we learned when we were kind of creating our one-on-one training. Yep. Was was how much we were able to give in that one-on-one setting. It was like, okay, cool. How can we take portions of that and put it in that group setting? Yeah. Because you remember, like, you were a member here when we had 35-person classes. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so, it was it was insane. And, for like, for me, I was young and, rel- and fit and, mm-hmm. you know, knew the movements pretty well, so... I maybe didn't notice as much of a difference at first. Um, but for someone like trying to imagine myself being new and like struggling to get a cue or learn a movement, like it would feel like hopeless. Ma- yeah, yeah. Madness. It'd yeah. be like, no way. I, that, I always, I love that feeling. And I know I understand that that could make some coaches, especially newer coaches kind of uncomfortable. Um, but I love that feeling of kind of like being on the spot and being like, this person needs me to help them do the thing they're trying to do. They obviously don't know how to do it on their own. And that's why the hell they're here for me. You know, yeah. Um, now my challenge is like, let's do it. Let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you only really get that that way in one-on-one sessions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. Um, but it, but if you're able to make it work, it's, it's such a huge reward. Yeah. And then then the development curve is so high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well that's cool. I, I definitely want to make sure we talked about that because I'm saying it again without you and Crystal taking that off my plate. I can't imagine where we'd be right now. So, well, I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Dude, anything else you want to bring up? Is there stuff you want to talk about that I'm not thinking of? Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, I guess, do you want to get into it all? I don't know if you maybe you've talked about it with other people on podcasts. Like, I know we touched on it a little bit, but like moving away from the CrossFit name and maybe how you view like our gym as being a fun- functional fitness gym and what that looks like going forward. Yeah, let's... Uh, let's... Man, I, mean, I feel like I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's hold off on that for another yeah, hour. I feel okay, like that one right. could be its own hour-long conversation. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if anything comes to mind. Okay, um, well, this, this definitely won't be the last time yeah. I'm on here. So, um, being that you're somebody who came and took breaks and then took a really long break and came back, right? yeah. like, if you were talking to somebody who was new, right, and they were scared about joining or scared about trying to work out or kind of making that next step to, like, a more healthy lifestyle, uh, what would you tell them? Just, just go for it. I mean, you have to take that leap of faith. I know it's, I know it's really, it's really scary and it's really nerve wracking. And there's a lot of easy excuses, you know, to prevent you from ever going there, but just, just walk through the door. I I promise you, once you walk through the door and you realize how welcoming it is, um, you know, and even if it's not a shark, shark bite fitness gym, but if, if you're whatever gym out there is, is worth their, their weight and salt. Once you walk through the door, you'll realize that it's, it's just a place of welcoming people where everyone's trying to get better. And, and once you get through the door, 
the hardest part's over and, and you'll love it. You, you'll never go back. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah. This Thank is you, fun. man. We're, yeah. def we're definitely going to do this again. Oh, yeah. So not yeah. the last time you're on. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Yep. <laughs> See ya. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.